0: Good morning, good morning, this is Aaron AllStation Radio with your news and gaming news the most, the host of the most, the one and only Aaron AllStation Radio with your gaming news of today. Let's get into the topics and let's start slowly with our first topic of today and none of them Nintendo Switch online. Game Boy Collection doesn't have a set schedule date. And this topic comes a little bit early, so Nintendo has confirmed that it has no set release schedule for when they'll add its a new Game Boy and a Game Boy Advance games to Nintendo Switch Online. Earlier this week, Nintendo held its first Direct of the Year, revealing and the shouting dropping of Metroid Prime 4 Remastered and a new trial for the Tears of Kingdom and giving the release date of Pikmin 4, among other su- several surprises, revealing one of the best events that was. That was the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games being added to the Nintendo Switch Online, joining the current lineup of NES and SEN titles. Along showcased a number of games during the reveal that would be dropping on the same day, alongside a teaser teasing several other titles that will be added to the service at a later date. Even though we know that more games are going to be added to the service, it seems like all we can do is wait. As Nintendo has confirmed that there is no release date scheduled in place for the games being added to Nintendo Switch Online. That, according to Axios Gaming Newsletter, co author Stephanie Tortilio, who asked Nintendo if we can expect to see the new Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games added to the Nintendo Switch Online every month. In response, Nintendo said there is no success, that there's no set schedule for the new release date, but each collection will continue to grow. Probably this won't be come as too much as of a surprise that anyone familiar with Nintendo's approach, bringing as the over-classic to its classic games on Nintendo Switch Online, still considering we still have a fair few of the games, and it intends to add the service in the future. Here's to hope, it's trying to be a little more consistent about around this time. Honkai and Star pre- Rail pre registration goes live. Launch date comes soon. Honkai Star Rails is inching even closer to an official release date, with pre registrations uh, going live this morning. If you're unfamiliar with this game, Honkai Star is an upcoming fantasy and space RPG game from Hoyo Universe, the team behind the massively be popular Genshin Impact. Likely, Genshin Impact Honkai Star Rails will be an open world. It will also feature a growing list of playable characters. And after it features everything from high-quality voice acting to turnaround based combat. When it releases at some point later this year, it'll be available on Android, iOS, and PC through the Epic Game Store. <laughs> Just increasingly enough, it'll not be available on PS4 or PS5 like Engine Impact, which seems like a strange choice given the popularity of the, that game and its popularity on the console platforms aside. The game is also going to be going through its final close beta, which starts today. This is likely to be an obviously most people who play a ton of mobile games. As much as the studios would like to set up for pre-registration rewards to increase the engagement, in which ads seem to be almost working every single day, with the Honkai Star Rails is no different than offering a ton of players a ton of rewards for pre-registering the game. And as for people pre-registering, the better get the rewards they get. The new set of rewards will be given out as the pre-registration numbers reach specific milestones, as it has, which should be shouldn't be hard for Honkai Stars Reels, seen as it's already surpassed 1 million registrants, and only first day. Sentoyu hasn't confirmed its official launch date yet. However, they will say the launch date will be revealed soon. So if you haven't pre-registered and you would like to, you can, so do so here with pre-registration. It's all live on all platforms. You can also check the new trailer for the least below the final close of the beta. Here's the next one. Game inbox says the Tears of Kingdom will be the best Zelda game. A Monday Letters page debuts how much Metroid Prime remaster should cost as one redefends Bethesda Game Studios. So, you've, we've all seen the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom trail by now. Unfortunately, it doesn't have really tell us as much as we already don't know. But we could tell that the last launch before, as it was, I is I agree that with the readers who said that this must mean that Nintendo has secrets about that it's trying to keep. I love to, I love to see if one of those that was you gets to play as Zelda. But I don't get to see anything so far, so that's hinted as that. Also, I don't know why that Nintendo would want to keep a secret rather than advertise it as a selling point. Metal Gear Solid 2 would have been kept a secret, but I think a lot of player people would have been upset if they knew what they were playing at this rate in 90% of the time. I don't think many have upset you will find as getting to play as Zelda, as it's clear from the trailer that Link is in it a lot as well. Not too much to go on, but as far as the little evidence I see from any major mass style twist on the latest game in terms of tagging basic ingredients and making some of the completely different with it. If the Tears of Kingdom is basically just more than the Breath of the Wild, a little bit of better than you know or a little bit worse. It can't be really said that it's the best Zelda game ever. What in fact it will need to consider is that the then Breath of the Wild is that what it will take out of the weapon degradation and will be enough for most people. But it won't be for me as I say the stage I really don't know what to expect from the other day of gaming or its critical reception. reception. using the Nintendo Direct the other day with the whole had a bit of cleaning their cleaning their decks about the air about it, which Comes to the release schedule with Man 4 and the Summer seems we might like get to expect a Switch 2 reveal soon. After that, with even a 24, 2024 release, I'm not sure what the rush is with dropping in with Metroid Prime now, especially the cartridges are not out in months. But happy to see it. Even more happy than Nintendo didn't do a Zelda Skyward Sword HD and try to do a full charge price for the 20-year-old game. It still feels very expensive when Nintendo was in it. But what they do with the cartridge is holds a very pretty value. Yeah. <laughs> if you think that it'd make more sense to see that Park Till Metroid Till Christmas, do a Mario Kart, Galaxy One and Two lineup HD port with a little more with the new movie again, Nintendo. <laughs> so, as much as it will say, we don't know if the new Legend of Zelda will be a little bit better, but we'll see what happens. now here's the final one before we take a little, little bit of a break. Call of Duty War Zone 2 allows players to vanish into walls. Bugs and glitches are nothing new for the Call of Duty World War Zone 2, at least the latest one allows players to especially vanish into the walls at specific locations, giving them a major unfair advantage. It is a big week for Call of Duty War Zone 2 and the core of Modern Warfare 2 experience. As officially as season 2 officially launches in a few days and a slight delay featuring new game modes weapons and operators as well as a as the akisha island warzone map while some of the season 2 is not revealed some of the impression is everyone has some grown concerns that the as the rising number of issues found within the game including various bugs and glitches and some have proven to be fairly simple small and even more cosmetic in nature Though there has been a few games breaking issues discovering including a recent Warzone bug involving a recon drone that may ping any players and remain active for the rest of the round instead of for a few seconds. However, the latest discovery gives players another way to ruin the matches. And with the new wall glitch has been discovered with players, but unfortunately this bug can take place within the Cal- Call of Duty Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer. Warzone discovered by is by highly built in the Azra Maseric City, which all players can use the back hop through a wall and vanish underneath the map for completely within arrival of the gas. Players will need to find a ladder and climb out so the glitch can't be used for the entire match. In terms of Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer, it comes from a TikTok named Varix. While playing on an embassy map, he uses the dolphin dive technique in a specific room, and players basically can breach the wall and go out of the map. Unfortunately for other players, this gives a person a great vantage point for taking out other players while essentially making them invisible to everyone else. As of now, not knowing these issues are going to be resolved in the upcoming Season 2 release, What's more worrisome is that this isn't the first instance of players that are going to be out of bounds, and for an unfair advantage in these issues that have been preluded in the game of Warzone and the few man calls of Call of Duty game releases. All right, guys, that is going to be a little bit break, and we will be back with more Aaron. And... We'll be back with more Aaron Radio, so stay tuned for more gaming news. To Aaron All Station Radio, your news, your gaming news and topics for the most with the most Aaron All Station Radio. And now let's get back into more gaming topic news for you guys, and let's hope you guys like this one, because this one is for many of you guys that are maybe Hogwarts fans or uh, most of the famous stories from Harry Potter. So (laughs) let's get into it. So Hogwarts sale, legacy sales, and currently Steam players continue to rise. Following its lead in Twitch viewership and sales, Hogwarts Legacy climbs up the ranks in both Steam sales and concurrent players days off in an average official release. Last week, Hogwarts Legacy became the most viewed category on Twitch garnering 1.25 million concurrent viewers, but not only that, that also became the most topped Warner Brothers games in terms of conclusion players at launch surpassing the game like the Multiverse, Lego Skywalker Saga, and Middle-Earth's Shadow of Wars. Now within a few days of its release date, it shows no sign of slowing down. Berndian Sales, well known on its Twitter for gaming news and metrics, posted about the top-selling games on Steam last week. As this, the top four games were listed on the various iterations of Hogwarts Legacy, followed by the Steam Deck, Project Somboid and Dead Space Remake. Burn sales expects that Steam separates the pre-release and the pre-post-release orders of the games, hence why the regular version and the digital version both had two entries, before even the weekend of Hogwarts Legacy was already in leading in Steam sales, and is a continue of its sales dominating the week prior. Not just that officially that Steam sales at Hogwarts Legacy is moving up in... Benji also shows that it's significantly hardware's new legacy concurrently in player peak is previously peaked at 423 380 players now and has more than doubled than that. Peaking at almost 8,880 player, current concurrent players. According to Benji sales, that is. The eight, the eighth highest in any genre, fifth biggest. For paid games, third biggest for primary single player games, and second biggest for the single player online games. And only, not only that game, but itself has gotten a very positive over review on Steam. SteamDB noted that the ninety three point seven of total reviews was the game was positive. Whether that Hogwarts Legacy will continue its trend or eventually falls off remains to be seen. Of course, the game has seen the life cycle, and its changes will slow down. Either way, it's very interesting to see how the game is. Well, despite going the boycott and controversy. For that's more information that we have for our words Legacy in records sales, and concerning players. For more gaming news from us, you can check us out. Beginners for Metroid Prime Remaster. It has rumored the for the years, but now at long last, Metro Prime Remaster it is here. Not only as good as it gets as the entire trilogy, like on the Wii, but on Nintendo fans are sure that it is pleased. It is a good game to release before the next iteration comes out of Metro Prime 4, which was announced way back in 2017. Nintendo hasn't shown one ounce of footage from that game yet, but maybe it will change in 2023. Can Metroid Prime Remaster's release be a sign of that Metro Prime 4 is now closer than ever before? Only time will tell for Samus and her truly blaster. But for now, players can at least enjoy this excited remaster, a truly classic game. There are difficulties. Most versions of Metro Prime launch with only one difficulty setting, and the players could unlock additional modes for upon finishing the game. The remaster allows players to start on the casual or normal those who never have played a 3D game in the Metroid franchise before. And the casual is the way to go. However, the first person shooter veterans should be able to still feel freely at home on the normal. Casual may go in, in fact, to be, to be too easy for some, so that's just a, really a toss-up. For going in those nervous, it is probably the best to go with casual just to be safe. With Metro Prime Master introduces a new control scheme for the game, allowing both sticks to control Samus. Not the only remaster, is the only clean g- cleans the game up to look like a modern shooter, but also plays like one thanks to the new control scheme. For that adores that the GameCube setup, there is an option as well. For the remaster of Even the Preserved, we set up there with the motion controls. It will also surprisingly work well with the Joy-Cons for Nintendo fans. There is a good controller option for all. Turn on narration. North American fans may not know this, but the Japanese and European versions of Metro Prime launch will be a narrator for some cutscenes. First time players will hear it in the remastered. It will be the opening cutscene. And it's set to game up for another one of Samus's adventure. Almost looks like their narrator is reading from the book. Prime Metro Prime Remastered is upon this game to... Is for North American players for the first time ever. Its narration is barely to the game, so it's recommended to give it a try, so not intrusive. And another way that players can make the Metroid Priming Master feel like a modern-day shooter is to remove the HUD and Samus's helmet view. They can remove the helmet but keep the HUD and it's off-center and look with- weird without the visor. But it may be tricky to get the gauge on how much life Samus has left. Or how much special ammo she has before removing the HUD. It also creates a more immersive explosion. And even though this series is far from a straight-up horror shooter, it doesn't get—it does get close. Since Samus is stuck on an alien planet without any allies around, it's a haunting adventure disguised to be as bright as colorful shooter. Don't forget to scan, as shooters may play as. Forget to be about Samus' second best weapon in the game: her scanner. That is used to randomly activate certain switches or elevator controls, and can also be useful in battle and scanning a random enemy or a boss to show weak points or reveal other valuable data. The scanner can activate ruins as well as necessary unlock bigger doors. For a good early example of this room, the giant tree, which leads to the first bot with boss fight with Flagara. Getting used to strafing is players that most always be the, on the move with Metro Primary Masters, a tip that applies for most first-person shooters that can lock onto enemies and easily strafe around them with a boosted dodge. This allows Sam's to get the drop on our opponents in case they have a weak spot. If the players stay on their toes, and it's not a hard game even at all in normal mode. Again, there is a reason why this game was so heavily calibrated, celebrated when it was launched on the GameCube back in seen again back in 2023. And now here's the next bit of news for you guys for gaming news. EA reports 5.5 million eight for the rights to English Premier League. The programming and gameplay to be damned in sports game in live and die on their licensing is why Madden was able to crunch or crush the NFL 2K. And that's why EA and FIFA is now known as EA Sports FC has been able to grind Konami's PES into the dust. But not because they are better games, but because they are paid to be the only games to be featured the actual teams if you want to see the playing in the leagues and you want to see them playing in. You should be surprised that then that the sums of money that involves securing those rights are approaching the nautical levels. And while not having a priority, that exact figures involved the video game publishers, and not nothing of secretive a leak, and from sporting sides of things have given us an insight on how much EA has been paying for some of its football rights. Sky reports that 20 Premier League clubs were briefing at a meeting on Friday for the next, for the new six-year partnership with EA Sports it was worth about 44.8 million euros. And being close to finalize. Finalizing under the terms that it works out around USD $58 million $58, $88 million. Which would be EA getting a sp- expansion, but here's how the publishers describe it on FEA's website. FEA Sport is the only place where you can experience the competition energy and excitement of the world's most popular league. With all, pr- tw- with all pr- 20 Premier League clubs, <laughs> their 2022 and 2023 kits and logos, an authentic broadcasting commentary, and pre match choreography packing, making its most authentic reputation of the league as exclusive to F- FIFA Players 23. As Sky also reports, it's estimated to be more worth than double than existing deals devolving the two parties. There's a lot of money, especially if you're considering the, one of those of the dozens of licensing deals EA needs to sign for the series. So that should be noted on the point of the 58 million, which is not just the priority to rights of a Premier League. It also can, EA continues to be one of the competitive main partners and sponsorship. Are arguments that I've seen EA Sports' branding appear everywhere from referee uniforms to the Premier League Players of the Month awards. And now let's go to the final topic of today, and that is none other than Total War Warhammer 3 to resume new content in April in 2023. Total War 3's development recently shared a new video to explain the content roadmap for revealing for 2023, revealing the new experiences and slating to launch in April, with even more coming over to the summer and winter. While already the game has already received two expansions for as well as an effects pack in 2022, the roadmap for this year was never really clearly addressed by Creative Assembly. As a result of the game director Rich Albridge, which was apparently in a new video share via Twitter, was giving the players more insight on what the developers are working at the moment. We all need to know that the Immortal Empires to get you are the best possible state, and where we are focusing with all our efforts last year, Allridge said, making sure that we have got the, well, we got a great foundation going forward through the Immortal Empires. But we're also experiencing patching in Warhammer 3 itself, and getting it to the state that we need it to be to adding new content and experiences later beyond. Total War Hammer 3 receives a Champions of Chaos and Ogre Kingdoms later last year, which is adding a total of 6 new legendary lords as well as more than 70 battlefield units. With, along with expansion packs creatively assembled over the release of Mortal Empires in the beta phase, which is a brand new mode that emerges with all the maps and races and factions and includes a single sandbox of experience with all three from Total War's Hammer titles launched so far. Speaking of the first piece of the new content, we will be able to bridge and share with you that with coming in April. Alleridge continues, it's going to be one heck of an experience with the developers mentioning that the upcoming content is a passionate project. Once it launches, players will realize why it's has taken so long and we aim to deliver to more expected later on so this year. So in one summer or one winter, Alleridge revealed, despite the, the announcements that the gamer director class clarified that the plans are still subject to date alongside from expansion pack ex- Creative Assembly will continue to bring more patches and fixes of the game going forward and making more changes to the community as asked to repeatedly. And now here's the final one for today. I think I'll do one more. So, Animal Crossing fan art has given to catch up for name, Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm, I'm not gonna regret reading this, so please excuse me, guys. So Reddit users Lemaine recently proposed it in their artful take on what a sibling Mustard might look like for the Animal Crossing New Horizons character named ketchup while there are a fair amount of ways to certainly achieve decorations goalie using animal crossings in game assets. Fans are skilled in character art and game design can modify the game assets with higher levels of controls. The success of Nintendo's cozy and cute Animal Crossing styles is no short in part due to the vibrant color palettes, Chibi-style characters, and is highly customized in the ch- game within six official tiles in the main series, requiring players to achieve in the game milestones that provide direct indirect access to special furniture, outfits, and accessories for the main characters or on the avatars. For DLC special events, giving real players a nap time to wear items. The existing game assets are providing players so many options. The fact that Animal Crossing fans like Reddit's larmes are able to grasp the game's precinct spirit when it's emulating its art style. And Limit shared a picture to the main of Animal Crossing's subreddit of Mustard, a fictional sibling that they created for Animal Crossing's New Horizon, and a character Ketchup. And Ketchup and Mustard are both shared green patches or like hair and a colored red and yellow respective, like their names suggest. But a few of Mustard's traits accompany in his pictures. Mustard's birthday is July 20th, and only seven days before ketchup's. <laughs> Which, I, I don't know why, so. <laughs> but most fans are producing the four art like games for Animal Crossing New Horizons out of sheer appreciation of the content. However, the art like Lemurray could be a high enough quality to serve as a vote of confidence in a portfolio. And, of course, the art has a be a way for people to raise awareness and air grievance of fans' artists. Occasionally, they are used to their creation to highlight the elements of the missing and far missing from the source of inspiration and even find themselves in combination of elements and severe popular games onto one that may be released, and that may artists find themselves reimagining the series like Animal Crossing entirely and may have find the, have find the game universe on their own to forge. All right, that is all for Aaron All-Station Radio and gaming news. I am your one, the host with the most, Aaron All-Station Radio. Make sure you guys follow me on all social media to keep up to date with more Aaron All-Station Radio news and more gaming topics. If you guys want more, please do subscribe and make sure you check out the subreddit for more. And if you guys want any more gaming news or gaming content news topics, please let me know. I'd love to hear you guys' feedback. And until then... Thank you guys so much for tuning in for Aaron All Season Radio.